Okay, you've been a wrestling fan for long enough. You know that the only way to actually be a fan of someone is to tell them that you dislike them. So, okay, come on. Act natural. I loved your payback attire. I love Dragon Ball Super Broly. No, that is not an insult. It's a compliment. You know that if you want to say that you like Keith Lee, you gotta say that you hate him a little bit. Because everybody likes Keith. There, there has to be an insult for Keith. Okay, just think a little bit more. I love your athleticism! You're so cool! Okay, again, that is not an insult. That is another compliment. Can you, can you stop? You're the best big man in all of wrestling right now! No, again, that is another positive thing. Think of something else. I know what the hell I'm supposed to. Again, I think you're really- Shut your mouth, mouth! This is my moment! We get it. Keith is cool. Keith is tall. He does the flippity flippity flip 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 flop flop boop. He does all of those things. Just think of something. Anything. Okay? Cool. Now, you use your mouth, me. Properly this time, okay? Three, two, one. I don't like your interest music! Yes! Oh my god, I did it. Impossible. I, I did it. Good job, me. Good job, me. Good job, me. Good job, me. Good job, oh, my. It's the reason you beat Randy Orton. It's the music you used to beat him. Fuck! week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing, he's no ordinary man, because he's limitless, it's Keith Lee! What are my thoughts on his current feud with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre? Where do I think it would lead? And where on earth will he go next? So now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this week's new exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast! Bask in his glory, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. By God, Keith is on this. Well, Keith ain't on this one. If I could hire guests, that would be amazing. But yes, we're talking about Keith Lee. I think unpopular opinion based off of last week's Raw. I like the singlet. I think the singlet is the next best step if we can't get shirtless Keith. Is that a hot take? I don't know. That's how you start an episode. You talk about someone else's ring attire. Yep, so the topic of this, yeah, it's all on Keith. If you don't know this show or this is your first time coming here, the Wrestling With Fiction podcast is kind of just a, a general analysis or a general look at a wrestler who is currently in a feud. Maybe sometimes a person in the past feuds. And yeah, it's just a general discussion on what they're doing right now, where they could go, and the stupidest or weirdest booking ideas I can come up with in my head. That's it. That's the thing that this show is. I know this show. I hope I do. So yeah, let's just begin with the straight off thing, straight away. Uh, Keith Lee's debut on the main roster. I know that it's kind of a mixed bag, but I think he's doing pretty well. Like, considering most people who get introduced onto the main roster from NXT, most of them 
don't really do well. I think the last good call-up was Kevin Owens, and that was back in 2015. So let's cut Keith Lee some slack, okay? I know he ended up coming out in a skirt and a vest, but he's getting there. He's improving little by little in attire. Yes, entrance music is debatable. But if he's getting wins over Randy Orton, who in his first month in the company, that's a pretty good sign that they value Keith Lee. So, let's just get straight on to the feud right now. So, Keith Lee's been inserted into this Drew McIntyre-Randy Orton feud. is kind of this third party, the friend of Drew McIntyre. If you saw that little clip thing before SummerSlam, it was... Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre training together. And I thought that was quite nice and wholesome about how Drew McIntyre just tongue-in-cheekly said, anytime I enter someplace, you always beat me up. That's not fair. <laughs> I found that quite funny. <laughs> and it's kind of appropriate now because, hey, Keith Lee's in that main event mix now, which is a big freaking deal. I'm so happy to see Keith there. I think it's severely understated how good of a year Keith Lee has had. Like, if we talk about from just the beginning of the Survivor Series build to now, he's was the lone survivor or near lone survivor of NXT in the men's Survivor Series match. He later would go on to win the North American Championship, but have a toe-to-toe -to -toe confrontation with Brock Lesnar. Very big deal there. Big signs for that if they're putting Keith in that position. And then he goes on to be the first NXT and North American champion at the same time. That's a big resume! Considering where he was, like, a year before that? He is probably the guy who's benefited the most from the television era of NXT. There is nobody else who I can think would have benefited as much as Keith has. If you look at the year he had before that, like, with Lars Sullivan sort of, like, taking the spotlight over Keith Lee at that point, like... Keith Lee up until that point didn't have a big victory until he started getting used more and more in that NXT invasion angle that they had when WWE was stuck in Saudi Arabia. It's incredible how far he's gone in the span of a year. And it's almost just sort of like WWE just looked and thought, hey, he's a very big guy and he does flips. Why don't we use him? <laughs> and that's something I'm so happy for. And even just now in his current feud with Randy and McIntyre. He's sort of that third party who is a big, credible threat. WWE right now, apart from Drew, doesn't have many top babyfaces at this point. I All I can think of on the top of my head is Drew McIntyre, and that's it. Maybe Kevin Owens, but he's kind of slotted into that mid-card position with Aleister Black at the moment. But there really isn't any other big main event babyfaces at this point. Keith Lee is in a very good spot, and I think people should take notice of this. Like, even just this past week, in storyline, they were credibly thinking Keith Lee could face Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship at Clash of Champions. That's huge! Even, like, discounting the fact that he had a clean win over Randy Orton, which, by the way, WWE, very ready they have continuity for this stuff, mentioned that Oh yeah, Drew, uh, the only other person I've beaten without you interfering was Randy Orton. And then that whole kerfuffle happened. They see something in Keith Lee, which I think all of us see. And for me, he's so different to any other big man in WWE. 
Because he isn't just this tall, brooding monster character that WWE likes to portray with their big men or their monster powerhouses. Keith Lee, he just exudes confidence that many, I think, big men don't need to do and often they don't tend to express, which I think is part of the reason why it's very rare to see big men tend to get over to the massive extent that Keith Lee has had. I mean, look at someone who I'll talk about later in this podcast, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman got over for the exact same reasons that Keith Lee did, which is just the pure speed and athleticism. But what I think is the thing that is keeping people more interested in Keith Lee is just that swagger he has in, like, when he enters the ring, especially in his NXT days, when he was just kind of keeping that, like, cocky smile like yeah I know I'm great I know I'm limitless you you all know you, you all know I'm limitless you know I'm the best and that's something that I think you can't really teach with many wrestlers especially big men in pro wrestling especially with the way that WWE style has evolved it's gone from having what guys on average being at the height of what 6'5 six, 6'6 six, six? to maybe what, six foot? Maybe five, eleven? Somewhere around that range. And that's still above average height. But for WWE, there is a huge lack of big men. There's a huge lack of big sweaty men, if you want to quote Vince McMahon. And Keith Lee, he kind of fills all the boxes that Drew McIntyre feels. He's a super athletic guy. He's a big dude. And... He's so credible as a character in the ring, and maybe that's hard to tell right now. Because he's on the main roster, he's only been there for about a month now. But I think they see promise in him. And maybe that's me being overly optimistic, because I really want to see Keith Lee do well. But part of me really believes this, just based off the fact that even before he got called up, They've already put him in the ring with the likes of Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and giving him credible showings, even before his call-up. Most people from NXT don't really get that. The only few I can think of is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You know, maybe Bo Dallas, like, six years ago? That's a very small number. Keith Lee, to me, in this sort of era of fantastic talent. There's so much good talent out there in wrestling right now. He stands out. In WWE especially, when there's so many fantastic wrestlers in ring, there's a greater need for characters and people who just come off like superstars. And there's very, I guess I'd argue few, which that's debatable on how you think they could have been used, or how they should have been portrayed, and there could have been more legitimate stars. But when I look at Keith Lee, I think this guy is a superstar in every single way. Just his facials, the way he carries himself in the ring, even his promos, even though he's being given WWE's, like, stern, stricted dialogue, he comes off so differently on his delivery and the way he carries himself when he delivers the lines than hardly anyone else on the roster. And it's for that reason why I think by the end of this Drew McIntyre-Randy Orton feud, he's pretty much solidified himself as a 
maybe at the very least an upper mid card talent. Definitely a main eventer if you give him enough time. Maybe even earlier if you want to strike while the iron's hot. Like, I know that's quite rare for WWE, but they can do that sometimes. Look at Kofi Kingston. Look at Daniel Bryan to some extent. I know that's a whole other debate, but WWE, when their back is against the wall, can create magic. And I think they want to create magic with Keith Lee. So, it's for that reason that we may as well discuss... Where the hell Keith Lee can go after this feud? Because I doubt that you want to just push him all the way down the card after having this feud with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. I assume you want to keep them in the mix. Or at least keep Keith in the mix. Don't want to ever forget about Keith. So, my first thought of who Keith Lee could potentially feud with. Because, you know, he's a big dude and... Big dudes with attitude need to face other big dudes with attitudes. And I've already discussed him already on this episode. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. No, there's no such thing as Braun Strowman. Because who turned up on Raw Underground this week? Braun! What are you doing here, Braun? You're not supposed to be on here. Go back to your crazy, crazy, crazy Wyatt Man thing. Wyatt Man? Wyatt Family thing? Jesus, I cannot say anything seriously with Braun Strowman. But, it's for that reason that he is such a big guy. I think he'd have a hell of a good feud with Keith Lee. Now, I know the opinion of Braun is kind of mixed at the moment with his current Universal title reign and how that ended. But, think of, we've already talked about this earlier, the way that Braun Strowman got initially over. It was from his cartoony things of saying, I'm not finished with you. And, you know, his athleticism, I think we've all forgotten in this time of the way that Braun's been treated. How athletic this man is, considering his size. Remember that episode of Raw when he pulled off a kip-up? Bloody hell! Why is that not used more? Maybe it's just that Braun's unable to do it. But, think about, frickin', the speed and power matches we can get with Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. Maybe not at the same level as Dijakovic and Keith Lee, but... I think we can get something pretty damn cool out of it. Like, just imagine maybe you want to build that Keith Lee can't lift up Braun Strowman with the spirit bomb. And that Braun Strowman can't quite do the running power slam on Keith Lee because they're both such big beefy boys. There's so much beef that Vince will make himself a beef steak to watch all of the beef and think, damn, I haven't got enough beef. That's this feud. It's just a, it's a power feud in every possible way with maybe like a sprinkling of a Keith Lee moonsault in there. And you can just base it purely around Braun Strowman is not finished with anyone. He needs to take out all these other big guys because he needs to prove that he's the best big guy in sports entertainment history. Because Big Show ain't around and neither's Kane, so by de facto it's Braun Strowman. Or maybe it's Keith Lee. That's what this feud is. You can, shock of horror, even build it at Survivor Series. 
Why Survivor Series? Because they love their interbrand warfare! Or whatever that is. And just have it be Raw vs SmackDown vs NXT. Tease a little clash there. Like, ooh, it's two big guys staring at each other. Will they use a punch? They will definitely use a punch. And then they will just brawl. Hell, they might even take each other out. Get a double count out in there. To emphasize that they're two big strong guys. And we just need to see this match happen. Then maybe at some point, I don't know when the draft will happen. Move Keith Lee over to SmackDown. Add some more baby faces there. Because SmackDown also needs them. Because I think they're only big baby faces The Fiend. I don't think The Fiend's really a baby face. He's just, he's, he's a Blue's Clues presenter with a red vest or a red sweater. I don't think that's fully babyface, but hey, I don't know. And do that. I think that'll be fun. Like, even if it's just to get over the power and strength of Keith Lee and even just reminding people that how athletic Braun Strowman can be and just the intensity that he has. I feel like this type of feud could kind of get over both of them in victory and defeat. This adds credibility to Keith Lee because he pinned a former Universal Champion. And it also reminds us that, hey, we may not like Braun as much as we used to, but he's still a good talent. Just give him credit where credit is due. He's trying to be a good influence on people. And then, yeah, that's a great feud. And you know what that leads me to? Remember how I was talking about how I would, wouldn't mind Keith Lee being a top babyface? Who is the current top champion on SmackDown? It's Roman Reigns! Remember Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns? The Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, and all his constant stuff. Did you know he is the cousin of The Rock? Everyone needs to know that he's the cousin of The Rock because he's Roman Reigns. And what does Roman Reigns have that many people would like? A top title. Yes. Roman Reigns versus Keith Lee, the, the seeds have already been planted for this. With just the ending of Survivor Series last year, when it just came down to Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. I would quite like to see that match, and maybe even give Keith Lee the win, even if it's just for a short little run. You don't need to push it straight away, but yeah, give Keith Lee the title. I feel like... There isn't really anyone who could credibly beat Roman Reigns at this point for the Universal Championship. And I understand that I feel they would want Roman Reigns to have a long run. But for the purpose of this podcast and me being a complete Keith Lee fan here. How satisfying would it be if we can see a spear be counted into a spirit bomb? Just sort of like Roman is charging and Keith Lee just picks himself back up very quickly and then just pushes... Roman into the air and hits a spirit bomb. By the way, best power bomb in all of wrestling, by the way. I generally think so right now. Now that Kevin Owens isn't using the pop up power bomb, which I miss dearly. I think Keith Lee has the best power bomb in all of wrestling right now. And what a fun counter it would be to counter a spear with it. Hell, you can have this thing where Keith Lee's been drafted to SmackDown. And he's kind of trying to find his place again on the roster. And you maybe he wins a number one contenders match against King Corbin, Sheamus, other big bad guy on SmackDown. Braun Strowman, if you want to keep canonically with this booking thing. And 
you can build up Paul Heyman's sort of terror at the fact that Keith Lee is the number one contender. Because, remember Royal Rumble 2020? Keith Lee freaking shunted Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar gave the, who the flip is this guy? And freaking pounced him. Ah! Go on, Keith. Don't you forget about Keith, Paul. Paul Heyman should never forget about Keith. And it's for that reason that I'm assuming he would just be warning Roman Reigns, you don't want to take this match. Keith Lee is a threat. And maybe Roman just doesn't really say much. and Just maybe he points at his t-shirt. Says, read this. And Paul Heyman just sort of nods. Says, you understand? Because the way that Roman Reigns' character currently is with Paul Heyman, I feel that, that that would be quite a nice touch. Keeps Roman a little bit more of a silent killer that we've kind of wanted from him. And also establishes, Keith Lee is a threat. Be scared of Keith Lee. You could have all these other matches just sort of like building up the credibility. And I don't know where you'd want to do this feud particularly. I would love to see this as a WrestleMania main event personally. I feel Keith Lee has more than enough earned it based off the year he's had. You know, you can give hype packages about how he was both the North American NXT champion. You can build up how they have history from Survivor Series, some stuff of the Royal Rumble with Keith Lee's history with Paul Heyman. Maybe you want to build up some, like, classic brawls. Maybe even have it where, uh, I don't know, Keith Lee pounces Paul Heyman out of nowhere if he's willing to take a bump. Because I feel that would be quite a cool thing to do out of nowhere. And just really get over this sort of clashes of styles between Roman Reigns and Keith Lee. Hell, this is one of the very few feuds where I think you can make Roman Reigns vulnerable as a heel. Which is a very rare thing considering how Roman Reigns is booked and portrayed as a character. There's very few people who I think can credibly make it seem like Roman Reigns is threatened, just even without any type of booking credibility or getting consistent wins. Keith Lee has this sort of size and appearance where you don't really need to have him have a lot of big match victories. It would be nice if he did, but just off size and appearance alone, if there's just a first time watcher looking at this, Keith Lee is one of those very few guys who you can just look at and think, oh, he's gonna F you up. Even then, I'm thinking of the promo battles between Keith Lee and Paul Heyman. Because I don't think we've really seen the full capabilities of what Keith Lee can do on the main roster based on his promos. If I'm just looking at his feud that he had with Karrion Cross, I'm thinking, you can really get over a serious Keith Lee. Even just, just let him, given enough time and enough trust with the company, speak the way that he spoke in NXT and the way he portrayed himself there. Because that is the Keith Lee that is terrifying. That's the Keith Lee who chucked Roderick Strong five feet away and also freaking pounced Adam Cole to the stratosphere, on, which is now probably my favorite wrestling gif of all time. That's the Keith Lee that could do amazing on the main roster. And also realistically win the Universal Championship from Roman Reigns at this point. That's the Keith Lee who I would love to see. Alternatively, if you don't want to move him to SmackDown and you feel like Raw still needs a big baby face, Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins would be a great one just for the simple fact that 
the way that he sold the spirit bomb during their triple threat number one contenders match. Now, I know what you're thinking. Seth Rollins is probably going to have to take time off soon. And, you know, uh, help out Becky Lynch because things are happening. Do, 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 baby. That's a thing that's happening. So, yeah, you can start this feud pretty damn quickly. You can sort of still build off the stuff off the Survivor Series. Say that Keith Lee was the catalyst towards Sephron's becoming the Monday Night Messiah. Because he kind of was. He's the reason that Sephron's got eliminated. And maybe what you want to do, in the same way that Sephron's kind of has been doing throughout the entire year since he got the Monday Night Messiah gimmick, is have him try and recruit Keith Lee into the faction that he has. Well, not really a faction right now. It's just Murphy. But hey, make him a disciple. Or at least potentially try and make him a disciple. With the black hand. And show him, maybe he tries to influence him like, If you join me, I'll show you what it truly means to be limitless. And you can have Keith Lee just kind of give that, like, confident, I don't need, I don't need this. I am Keefley, I am Limitless. I don't know what Keefley will say. Just imagine it's him being his very cool, like, support him and bask in his glory. Or bask in my glory. I'm the true messiah. Something like that. I don't know. That's a very bad impression, but we're going with it. And I feel they'd have a really good match. Because we've yet to... The brilliant thing about Keith Lee at this point is that he's only really been on the main roster for about a month. He hasn't had any big matches yet. And unlike a lot of people who have been called up from the main roster, Keith Lee hasn't really had many big matches with the top talent on Raw and SmackDown. He's kind of just been, I guess, even with, like, indies. There's a lot of guys who have just been called up, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who have had matches with a lot of the top guys on Raw and SmackDown just based off the indies. And Keith Lee, I don't think he's had matches with any of them. At least none that I can properly recall. And with it, you can kind of exploit a lot of the classic Seth Rollins-style spots that he tends to have, even as a face or a heel. Like the multiple suicide dives out to the opponent. You could just have it where, I don't know, Keith Lee fails to catch it the first time, and then Sephiroth rushes back out, but then Keith Lee gets up like a bullet and just catches him. And maybe you also still have, like, Buddy Murphy there, because they're currently doing this thing where it seems like Sephiroth is going to break up with Murphy. And he's also just sort of, like, waiting at ringside, and he thinks everything is fine. And then you can have the, like, shot that he has in NXT, where he just, like, appears from underneath and just like stands behind Murphy and you just get Murphy selling like Keith Lee throwing him around like a madman. <laughs> I feel like that's just the type of fun car wreck type of wrestling style that Keith Lee has. You can have so many like random unpredictable moments with him and just great gifable moments. So much that you can do just by working with both Seth Rollins and Murphy. Even that you can bust out some of Seth Rollins is more babyface moves and still have it be a little bit heelish because he needs to do that just to knock down Keith Lee. Keith Lee has such like size and presence that I think it's forgivable that you can have heels act a little bit more babyface-ish just to try and knock down Keith Lee. Heck, you can even do, if you want to go crazy independent style, 
Seth, not Seth, uh, Keith Lee doing the like pop up that Randy Orton did with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and carrying that into a spirit bomb. I think that would be freaking awesome. Plus, with like the natural power of Keith Lee and the athleticism with he has, I think he can pull that off. And you know, you can build this whole story about how. Keith doesn't need to do all the high-flying spots that he does to be limitless. If he just joins the Monday Night Messiah, he will show him the way. And Keith completely denies this because he knows because his character has been built off the sheer self-confidence of himself. Because that's ultimately what I think is the appeal of Keith Lee. It's that it's that confidence, that belief that he's limitless, and that's the thing that I think gravitates so many people to Keith Lee. It isn't just the moon salts or the power spots, because they are certainly a factor. But it's that oozing of charisma. It's the voice. It's the bravado. That's the thing that I think is the massive appeal of Keith Lee. And having that being confronted by the Monday Night Messiah, I think that's a very cool way of looking at it. It's the limitless one versus the man that wishes he will be limitless. I think that's a very fun dynamic, especially with Seth Rollins' current character, because he self-proclaims himself as this god. It's a battle of, arguably, two massive egos. With both, you can have doing a anything you can do, I can do better. Because I think at this point on the main roster, we haven't seen any, like, super athletic spots from Keith Lee at this point. Like, a moonsault, or... A freaking Spanish fly, because remember, he can do Spanish flies. That's what Keith Lee is. It's so weird, but brilliant. God, I love Keith Lee. That's what we need. Just those things where anything you can do, I can do better. And then you can just have Keith Lee do the same thing he does with, like, Dijakovic, where he just sort of, like, looks over to him and is like, Yes, I know I'm that good. Are you going to face me? And that's kind of what I'm thinking with this feud. That's what all you'd really need. But, assuming that Seth Rollins or Murphy are going to be busy with the Dominic Mysterio feud, which is, I think, currently the direction they're going in, Alistair Black? Because at this point, at the end of last week's Raw, uh, Kevin Owens just beat Alistair Black clean. Huh? What, what do we do with Alistair Black? I'll tell you what we do with Alistair Black. Put him in a feud with Keith Lee. Get both guys over at the same time. Because remember, it is possible. Look at Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. That's a great feud if you haven't seen that. That is fantastic. And in this case, it's the feud with Alistair Black versus Velveteen, but in reverse. It's Alistair Black trying to prove that he's a credible star. Both, you know, backstage and in the ring. You know, I can just imagine their, like, big match being based around, since Alistair Black is now working heel, just working on trying to get rid of the speed of Keith Lee. One of the greatest parts about Alistair Black's character, just based off, if we're not looking at his look and the way he carries himself in the ring, is just his striking ability. It's the way that he can target a body part. And for me, that's something you can really emphasize with him being a heel character. Have Alistair Black in this mythical feud with Keith Lee just target the legs with his powerful kicks. Hell, maybe even, if you want to make the Black Mass more versatile, have the Black Mass not just target the head, but target the legs. Target the legs of Keith Lee, make it be sort of 
the bigger they are, the harder they fall type of scenario between Alistair Black and Keith Lee. You can have this type of thing where he hits the Black Mass and it just hits Keith Lee in the leg. So he can't do his big power spots as effectively because he hasn't got the leg strength to do it. He can't do his like Topecon helos, but Alistair Black can. And you build this sort of ground up thing with Keith Lee trying to get back at Alistair Black. And maybe you want to sort of build this as like a week-to-week feud. Or maybe you just want to do it as one big match on Raw. But I feel like a match between the two would be such an interesting bout. Because of the size difference. Not in the same way that Seth Rollins and Keith Lee would be. But the way that sort of Alistair Black sort of uses his moves. Like uses his striking ability. Because he's so quick when it comes to strikes like knee strikes. And just... Maybe you want to do, like, a takedown that he tends to do, like the sweeping leg takedown that he likes to do, and have that be ineffective at the start of the match, and then you build to Alistair Black kicking, like, Keith Lee in the leg, so, like, when he goes for a spirit roll, it doesn't quite work, and Alistair Black can reverse it into maybe a bit of a roll-up, maybe not, maybe you want to go for, like, a moonsault. Something like that I think would be very cool and interesting, because we haven't seen what Alistair Black can do as a heel, yeah? It gets over Keith Lee as a babyface. Because regardless of what size Keith Lee is, we need something to at least indicate sympathy for the character. And I get it, you can have a badass babyface, and that's great. But for long-term sort of babyface booking, you need to show the babyface be vulnerable at some point. And when I look at all the other people on the roster... Sure, you can have Randy Orton do that, but I feel like it would be especially cool if we do it with Alistair Black. Because we still haven't seen them ever wrestle in NXT. They were kind of just sort of like passing ships. You never really saw them have like any type of confrontation or talk or any type of interaction. I feel like with what they both do in the ring, it would be very awesome just to see that type of clash happen. Because right now, there is no indication that it will. And it's hard to say if Alistair Black will go any further up the card at this point after losing to Kevin. But I just really want to see that match. It's such a cool match to think of. You can even start it by just having it be like what we've had with Alistair Black throughout the entire year that he's been on the main roster. Where it's just been, hey, I'm looking for a challenge. Somebody knock on my door. And then who knocks on his door? It's Keith Lee. He walks straight through. And then they just have a brief little stare down. Then they cut. They cut to whatever feud is next. And then you start building that way. You don't need to have them have a huge confrontation. But just tease it. Make us feel like, hey, Alistair Black versus Keith Lee. That's a match that we all want to see. Because I know I definitely want to see it. So, yeah. Very quick one with Alistair Black. There's not really much else I can really think of. It's hard to tell with Keith Lee at this point where he will go. Because right now, he's being booked pretty well. And I just hope they continue it. I really hope that WWE books Keith Lee really freaking well from here on. Because, like, in this pandemic era, there have been glimpses of people being booked really well. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton... Roman Reigns, he finally turned heel. I feel like there's a chance. And maybe I'm being super optimistic. But hey, it's professional wrestling. If there's no optimism, 
why why not have a, just a little bit? Why not? Because that's the magic of wrestling. It's moments and it's storylines and it's characters just sort of coming together in these what-if scenarios. That's what is the beauty of wrestling. It isn't just the stories. It's the what-if discussions and where these people will go next. And speaking of where they will go next, great segue, by the way. There's one little segment that's left of this show. It's a game of fantasy fumble, ladies and gentlemen. So, if any of you are new to this podcast, fantasy fumble is where I try and book the best... Well, not the best. It's the best, worst, or weirdest storyline I can ever come up with for this character at this point in time. And at this point, I think it's time that we get ready for it, ladies and gentlemen. So, three... Two, one, fumble. Let this dumpster fire begin! Keith Lee, the man of the hour, the king of the ring of intelligence and power, uh, the best versus the greatest, he'll make you famous, one spirit bomb, and your whole life changes on Talking Smack, that's right. Cause guess what, we're keeping with the Keith Lee's went to Smackdown idea. So yes, Keith Lee is on Talking Smack after firmly being drafted. He's talking to Xavier Woods. They bond over the one thing they've both done in WWE. Dress like Dragon Ball characters. That's right, it's a Dragon Ball fest, baby. And that's, that's what they do. They discuss, they talk. They talk about how the New Day is such a successful tag team and Keith Lee is an up-and-comer. Can you all know why? Because they both love Dragon Ball and anime and all the cool nerdy stuff. But there are two people who hate these things. Cesaro and Nakamura. The tag team champions enter Talking Smack and they assert their dominance. They stopped making fun of them for liking Dragon Ball. It went on too long. There was too much filler episodes. Five minutes? That was 20 episodes. That was all wrong. And then they brawl. They fight. Well, not Xavier Woods. He just gets hit. And Nakamura and Cesaro fight Keith Lee and successfully beat him down. The next week on SmackDown, Nakamura and Cesaro cut a promo and how this big burly man is a loser. He lacks masculinity because he likes anime. Nakamura especially says that he doesn't like anime and he's from Japan. What a heel! It's at this point that Keith Lee comes out. He tries to fight them off again, hitting them with power bombs, spirit bomb after spirit bomb, succeeding. Then later on, he goes up to management and he says, I want to fight for the tag titles. Two on one. I don't need a man or a friend. I just need myself and my manga. It's at this point in the coming weeks we build a tag team title match. Keith Lee, just Keith Lee versus Cesaro and Nakamura for the tag team titles at Clash of Champions. That's right. Clash of Champions, because Keith is a true champion. It's at this point, Keith Lee starts having handicap matches after handicap matches, successfully winning. Cesaro Nakamura interfering after each match, 
hitting him, mocking the spirit bomb by doing a double power bomb on Keith Lee. He's at this point, and he's beaten down, he's beaten up, and he talks to Xavier Woods, and he tells him, Keith, you are limitless, you are powerful, and you have the spirit bomb. Think, what would Goku do? comes to this Sunday. It's Keith Lee going for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Nakamura and Cesaro. It's at this point. It's in the middle of the match. High spot after high spot. Moonsault. Tope con hilos. He fights it off each of them. Kinshasa's to the face. Uppercuts, he just gets back up. But he's struggling. So then gets his hands up, and he says to everyone in the Thunderdome, to Xavier Woods at the back cheering him on, to the New Day, to Kofi Kingston, to Big E, to everyone who loves anime and manga, give me your energy, and he holds his hands up, holds them up in the middle of the ring, making himself vulnerable to attacks from both sides. The referee can't do anything as Cesaro hits him with uppercuts. Nakamura hits him with knee stri strikes. But Keith Lee, Keith Lee no-sells it. He holds his arms up. He keeps shouting, give me your energy. Give me your energy. And he no-sells the attacks again and again and again until both Nakamura and Cesaro look at each other. They charge at him with a knee strike and uppercut to the face, and Keith blocks it. He holds up both men, and he says, I'm sorry, I love you, see ya, and hits a double spirit bomb on Cesaro and Nakamura via the power of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, and all other anime. And he goes for the cover, with both men on his shoulders hitting them down with the spirit bomb. One, two, three. Keith is the champion. Keith holds the belt up. Xavier Woods coming to him to ringside. Congratulating him, proving his dominance, saying that he's proud. And Keith Lee says, I know, because whilst I love Dragon Ball, Super, and Broly himself, ultimately I and everyone else are truly limitless. Huh! Again, Keith Lee, through the power of Dragon Ball! <laughs> discovers that he is truly limitless and defeats Nakamura via the power of anime. Truly an inspirational story that we can all truly appreciate. And I hope all of you can appreciate it as much as I can. Thank you all so much for watching this episode. Uh, I know that I may not be the best, but I feel like I'm getting better at this podcast, little by little. Honestly, I, I really hope, I've already emphasized this, I hope Keith Lee does great. I truly wish he doesn't follow the embracing all the powers of Dragon Ball. Though, not gonna lie, I think that would be pretty awesome, but I, I can't let my bias get in the way. So, for everyone who's listened to this episode, thank you so much for listening. 
hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, if you got anything out of this podcast, wrestling can always just use a little bit more fiction. Good night, everybody.